Welcome back to Trains in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the demo stories today. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the, let's say, crazy legs to his Joey Chestnut, Michael Howard. Okay, is crazy legs a competitive eater or he just is. like... He, he, is, he is so named crazy legs because apparently he can eat a shit ton of crab legs. Okay, man. He, he it, is it, always at the competition, at least the... I don't watch it every year, but at least the... the the years that I've watched it, he's always there, and they're always like, this might be the year Crazy Legs can push Joey Chestnut, and then he never does. Well, critically important, Crab Legs are not hot dogs. <laughs> also, Crazy Legs sounds like like the shitty, like the name you would give to like a shitty gang member who just can like run really fast. Mm-hmm. No, just Crazy Legs. And also, I couldn't remember Kobayashi's name until right sure. now, so I couldn't mm-hmm. go with that one, and Crazy Legs is the only other competitive eater I would even have in my brain. I mean, it's great. I mean, I only know Joey Chestnut. That's that's it. Um, I don't think I have ever once actually sat down and watched any sort of competitive competitivity. So I, we, me and Rachel one year and when we were in New York visiting the visiting Moody, he took us to Coney Island for the hot dog eating contest. Okay, it was the hottest I've ever been in my life, and there were two very very unfortunate smelling hippies who were just dancing in a circle in this throng of people that were just like pushing you and it was 900 degrees would not recommend one out of five stars i mean at first michael i was gonna say oh weird there were two weird like bad smelling new jersey folk at at a hot dog eating contest how how crazy is that and then kind of easy joke oh bad smelling hippies now i'm just madly curious why were two hippies hanging out at a corporate like food eating company i have no idea i assume they were backpacking from baja california to new york city and they got there and were very excited and started dancing i don't know we've come to see your hot dogs <laughs> i hear this is the place it was absurd because we also had to wait in line for like an hour to get some fucking nathan's hot dogs How? wait they did not have enough already made well there's just there's just one little stand there that is astounding to me. Yeah. The whole island is named for these fuckos. <laughs> Come on. How's there one hot dog stand? So, yeah. So it was, um, I will say it was an interesting experience. Sure. I don't think it was a necessary experience, but uh, it is definitely one of those things where you're like, oh, all right. I have fond memories of that looking back. I did see something. So it was a question. I think it was on Reddit and it was just, and it, probably to an article, but it was like, should Joey Chestnut be inducted into some sort of like athletic hall of fame (laughs) no i mean dominant athlete if i mean i guess very loosely using the word athlete i don't think i I don't think there's any definition of athletics where eating an absurd amount of food is part of it no i mean by and large society looks down on people who eat food um and (laughs) unfortunately yes except for apparently hot dogs and chicken wings, and That's apparently true. crab legs. I and don't mayonnaise. Know there you is know a mayonnaise also, competition too. Crab legs seems like such a white people like <laughs> food. Like, where do you get off eating seventeen ninety nine a pound food for sport? How dare you? I hope you have to pay for your entry. Like all your prize money must come out of your own pocket. Fuck you. I have to look. Th- I have to look him up now because I don't even remember what he looks like. I mean, right off the top of my dome, he's got to be a white guy, but. Crazy Legs Conti. He is a white guy with dreads. Yep. I rest my case. <laughs> and, he wears, Every, yep. and he wears a... I don't even know what they call this kind of hat. 
but the douchey one, but not a fedora. The one that looks kind of like a fedora, but it's the same all the uh, way like around. Like trilby, uh, like the pork pie hat. Yeah, okay. He lo- he looks like a he looks like a Rastafarian Walter White. <laughs> <laughs> a competitive eating Rastafarian Walter White, though, and not the Walter White who was getting cancer treatments. No, yeah. So anyway, speaking of things that shouldn't exist, Michael, I had a weird shower thought um, the other day, mm-hmm. and I don't really know where it came from, and it's not really an interesting thought whatsoever, but um, I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> Sorry, I just happened to glance down at this Wikipedia article on Crazy Legs Conti. Yes, he has a Wikipedia article. Um, he once won $1,600 on Cash Cab. Huh. How about that? That's now listed I under other careers. Was- now I know that show is rigged. <laughs> Speaking of Wikipedia, Michael, I share this. We'll get back to my shower thought, but I saw randomly on Wikipedia that um, James Cameron once gave Guillermo del Toro a million dollars in cash because Guillermo del Toro's dad was kidnapped in South America and he like gave him cash for the ransom. Is this a true story or is this a, a plot that James Cameron is is floating now, out so, there first of all I, I learned that james cameron and Guillermo del Toro are very good friends um sure they, they met on the production of the 93 film chronos um but oh. toro's father was kidnapped in guadalajara and cameron gave him a million dollars more than a million dollars in cash to pay a ransom and get his father back wow yeah huh. so james cameron is kind shockingly maybe a good person maybe he's at least a good person to his friends here's the thing though i don't want i don't believe that like jeff bezos has friends in like a traditional sense (laughs) um but if i were in like his circle i don't think he would ever part with like a five dollar bill like there's no way he would give anyone any of his ill-gotten money yeah i feel like he'd be the type of person to be like you know i could give you that money and i wouldn't even notice it but then what lesson would you learn yeah you didn't you didn't work hard i mean Maybe you should have planned better. So no, I can't really, give you any of my $137 billion. What I can do, I can give you a grant paid out uh, in the form <laughs> of Amazon stock, but it's non-voting. Mm. And, uh, really not worth your time. I can give um, you this um, jar to pee in. Yeah. I guess. Oh, Michael, that's another thing. We had we had a hot, big hot plans to talk about uh, the, the hot new trend of mobile urinals. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I forgot about that. Speaking of car innovations, Michael, back yes. to my shower thought. Do you know anything like where did the club go? Like the, the cl- anti-theft the device being the car anti-theft device that was so hot and wet and wild in the 90s <laughs> on every infomercial that like graphite bar that would slam in between your mom's minivan steering wheel. And I guess not let people steal it somehow. I, I think it doesn't allow you to steer. Which is, you need to do that. Like, or, that's important. Or you know how the old cars, I don't know if the new cars still do it, but the old cars, they only had so much, like, steering fluid in them, right? So when you turn off the car, if you turn the wheel too many times, it would just kind of lock. Hmm. So is the idea that, like, you lock it without this, and then and then it can't turn, and you can't turn the key unless the the, the wheel is unlocked, I think. And so, like, Maybe. does the club, like, lock it into place? So, but I mean, wait, what? when did you have this shower thought, you said? Yesterday. Yesterday at 7.30 a.m., I huh. just was like, where the fuck did the club go? How fast would a, a sound wave travel from me to you? Carry the one. 
I can't answer that. And no joke, I viscerally remember my most embarrassing failure in physics class in uh, junior year. It was like you're sitting in the back row of an or like of, of a theater. Uh, the orchestra is playing 600 feet from you. Uh, you're listening to an audio recording or like a live broadcast of of the orchestra on your headphones. Which reaches you first, the electrical signal or the sound from the orchestra? And I just like put my head down and cried. <laughs> All right. Well. It must have reflected off of some something because no joke. Three days ago, Rachel and I were walking the dogs. What? I glanced over into a. I happened to look over. There was a car window sitting or car window. There was a car sitting there. I saw into the window and just out of the corner of my eye, I saw a club on this car. Now it was like an early two thousands car, maybe late nineties. So that so maybe maybe out. the club came with the car. <laughs> right? So, but I I said out loud. I looked at it and I went, huh. I turned to Rachel and I said, I didn't know they still had these. Are they still making them? And then two days later, in your head? It just popped in there. And apparently I'm looking now on Amazon because I, you know, obviously I had to wait till the show. One, sell them on Amazon, still wake. Best steering wheel lock review on May 18th, 2020 by Sleepopolis, which I don't know why I sleep like a mattress website is reviewing <laughs> steering wheel locks, but I guess you got to pay the bill hey, somehow. Got to drive those mattresses around. Got to drive. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the club is so I, still a real thing. What are the um, how how many stars does the club have? Is it a is it between four and a half and five or is it mm -hmm. wow four and a half four and a half? Up how many to five. reviews? Just hundreds uh, of thousands. The, the club eleven hundred LX series oh, uh, in okay. red has uh, for fifty dollars and four cents uh, has five hundred fifty seven uh, reviews. Wow. The club three thousand with twin hooks in yellow has almost sixteen hundred. I'm gonna real quick jump into a one-star review for this bad boy because I'm wait. So that means that 2,100 people have not only bought the club, but felt strongly enough about said club to leave a review on Amazon. Be like, yeah, this thing's dope. I remember this one. My dad bought one on an infomercial. It works just as good as he promised. One one two-star review. I'm gonna click in eight percent one-star reviews worthless piece of garbage my f-350 was stolen with his club on the steering wheel truck was recovered three days later and i thought there would be damage to the steering wheel or metal filings all over the seat but there were none apparently all the thieves did was bend the club one star <laughs> car stolen very easily <laughs> does so, okay, the guess... club work S such an important question what car thieves think of the club on the freakonomics blog in Almost exactly 10 years ago. Wow. Okay. So that, yeah, that's kind of when I thought it disappeared. So the club is a big and highly visible. By using the club, you're explicitly telling a potential thief that your car will be hard to steal. The implicit signal, meanwhile, is that your neighbor's car <laughs> is a much better target. So it's kind of like putting a uh, security system like sign in your front yard. Just like, listen, but like, it's not on. I don't activate it, but Jerry's house is open. <laughs> Fair game. <laughs> <laughs> at some point the club was mentioned the professional thieves laughed and exchanged knowing glances what we knew was that the club was a hardened steel device that attaches to the steering wheel and the brake pedal to prevent steering and or braking what we found out was that a pro thief would carry a short piece of hacksaw blade to cut through the plastic steering wheel in a couple seconds <laughs> okay I mean, I guess that makes sense, but at the like at the worst, it's like at least the, the thief has to take the extra step to slice through your which like a hacksaw blade is not the most effective tool in the world so at least they had to take the extra 15 <laughs> seconds to chop through your steering wheel like 
I'm curious as to how, <laughs> like, how much better would your car have to be than the car next to it for the person to to still put up with that extra 20 seconds of effort? It's also another thing, too, that, like, if your car was actually worth, like, really, like, gone in 60 seconds style, like, if your car is <laughs> worth stealing, like, say you have a Maserati, would you also put a $50 piece of graphite on, like, every time, like, you park your car or, like, throw your valet 50 bucks? Like, don't fucking forget the club, don't my man. To engage the fucking club. It's like, at a certain point, I, I feel like, I mean, it's either tacking you wouldn't do it, or now your steering wheel's ruined in your stolen car, and that, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> But I guess if, you know, if you're stealing, if you're choosing between Camrys and one has a has a club and the other doesn't, I'll be honest, if I'm a car thief, I'm going for the one with the club just to be like, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, oh, you think that's going to stop me? Like, I am a professional. Yeah. You fucking try hard. No, thank you. I'm stealing this car. How dare you? I love also that the uh, the club uses the principle of you don't have to be faster than the bear, just faster than the slowest person in your group. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be hard to steal you just have to be harder to steal than all of the other cars on the block mm -hmm. or just one other car one of the the critical things and i i do appreciate that just like please don't <laughs> is essentially <laughs> what the club comes down to um but a lot of the two-star reviews just have issues with it sometimes works or the keys stopped working after i put it oh, on no. it's like how mad would you be if you bought this club to prevent theft, and then it just locked your car against you. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess no one's using the car net win. It's not going anywhere. You know, when I was growing up, I was led to believe that once I got a car, it was going to be stolen, like, every year. Like, yeah. car thefts were such a huge thing that everyone talked about all the time. Is it just that there wasn't as much shit to talk about? I think it was that. I feel like there was there, Reddit wasn't around to share, like, you know, not the Onion articles. <laughs> I think that also that was just like the most valuable thing people had to lose. Like it wasn't your phone, which has your entire True. life on it. It's just like, all right, they took my means of conveyance and I can't call an Uber now. So I guess I'm fucked. I like mean, my like, life is over. Every, everything in the late 80s and early 90s was one, your car's going to get stolen Two, your baby's going to get kidnapped and possibly both at the same time. Razor blades in your candy. Razor blades in candy. <laughs> like, these are universal. No matter where you grew up or where you lived when you were younger, if you were around our age, those are the things that were just constantly talked about. There's that. And then, I mean, this is not original. This is John Mulaney joke. But, like, the threat of quicksand. Like, <laughs> I think it was just cartoons. And, like, I think it was just, like, that's just, no one had any context for things could be way worse. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, Michael... I think I shared with you a critical innovation that I am obsessed with right now. Mm -hmm. um, and this is this is not some 90s flim flam, some worthless garbo. It's a new this club. Is, it's called the new club. This is new club. It actually just goes across. It actually you press a button and it fills your entire car with hard foam. Can I be real with you, Michael? Mm -hmm. If I if I'm a thief and I just walk up and someone's car is full of gack. I'm like, <laughs> Right, fuck it. Bye. Okay. You <laughs> win. I won't take this. You win this round. I don't care if you have a laptop in the back seat. 
I'm gone. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the difference, Michael. No one really cares about stealing cars that's anymore. True. I'm going to steal whatever important thing you left in the car by accident. Like, hey, Michael Cushing, you left your personal phone, work phone, and wallet in the car when you just walked into Publix and then realized you didn't have your wallet and it was there for 15 minutes. <laughs> also, you forgot to lock your car. <laughs> that's my situation. How how often or how often does that happen and how how recently? I don't want to put a hard number on it and recency because I don't know if we have listeners in Atlanta who will find me. But more often than I'd be willing to share publicly, <laughs> sort of, I'll say that. Or privately because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> um, no, Michael, it's time. Actually, let me preface this. Michael, how, how many Zoom calls, like Zoom game nights have you done? Like social distance nights oh man we did a bunch really early on we were doing it like once a week or once every other Mm -hmm. week um that was actually fun it was just it was it was hard it was just so tiring to be on a zoom call for that long Mm -hmm. yeah the worst for me was like i have to sit in this desk Mm -hmm. chair that i'm in right now eight hours a day on on webex calls (laughs) and then like the thought of sitting back down (laughs) in this chair and also I had to like run the games for those things. Just like, right, guys, I want to die. Mm-hmm. Stop! Don't make me do it. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. It was just a lot, but there were a couple that were really interesting to me, and I know a couple of my coworkers and some other friends had done them. Have you heard about like the PowerPoint pitch night? Yes. Yeah. Were you like you pick something that you're? Was it was it you actually pick something yourself, or was it like you pull out of a hat? I think you pull out of a hat or like you would make a PowerPoint that other people had like basically like you would make something, bring it to the party and then someone else had to like <laughs> randomly get that PowerPoint and then do like a Shark Tank pitch about why you should invest in crystals or something like that. <laughs> it seemed very fun and it seems like a very good drinking game. It's pretty general. good. Yeah. Um, I haven't done it myself, but I have a story from uh, the relationship subreddit that very much feels like he the person did this. <laughs> In a game night and then got so obsessed with the idea that he's just trying to will it into existence. And I feel like I would probably follow in these footsteps, but let me read this to you, Michael. My 25-year-old female boyfriend, 25 male, keeps asking me to invest in his, quote, soup tube business, and I am not sure how to deal with it. You said soup, soup tube. Soup tube. Off the top of your dome, Michael, what is what would a soup tube be? Like a larger than normal straw that you could s- drink soup with, and you like could even get cup. like some of the some of the chunks, you know, like okay. a boba tea straw, but slightly larger. You're going straw, okay? I was I was thinking like a, a gogurt, Ooh. But, but, but minestrone. Okay, okay. Then th- I'm interested in that. You drop that let bad boy into some hot water and let it heat up a little bit. Hit me with that. Okay. Don't okay. don't okay. miss me with that soup too. Hell yeah. I have been living with my boyfriend for about seven months. Two weeks ago, he sat me down and presented a PowerPoint presentation with his business idea. First of all, Michael, can you imagine if your significant other, your mm-hmm. loved one, came mm-hmm. to you and was like, I've got a big opportunity for you. <laughs> Please sit down for my 25 slide PowerPoint. just love the idea that he put together a PowerPoint to pitch pitch a significant other. Also, like that's something that like you make a 10-year-old do to when they're being really annoying and you're like, you know what you should do? Instead of asking me about it, why don't you research it and make me a, a presentation? Make, make me a deck. Yeah, you know what? Actually, and fuck, actually, that's what my boss has been doing. <laughs> okay. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Um, I knew he'd been working... This sentence is so good. I knew he'd been working on it, on an idea, but he didn't want to tell me about it until it was finished. 
based on his enthusiasm and, quote, his prior seemingly intelligent nature, I thought maybe it'd be a pretty cool idea. So he just kind of like he just did the the old stereotypical inventor thing where he just locked himself away until he had Mm -hmm. this thing fully fleshed out. He didn't want to leave any stone unturned as to how this business would work. Yep. And Michael, I'm going to say this. Yeah. He fucking nailed it, dude. <laughs> Instead, he presented to me an idea about, quote, soup tubes. The idea, if you can call it that, is to construct a series of tubes throughout our city that leads to a centralized soup kitchen. For a monthly subscription, a customer can, quote, subscribe to a tube of soup, and a tube extension would be built off the nearest mainline tube and directly into the customer's apartment or home. Did he get this idea from, like, fiber optic cables or something? I mean, Michael, it's really that that last mile (laughs) infrastructure is really what drives up the cost. So, like, the main infrastructure is easy. If I want that 5G soup, I got it. It's it's getting that 5G soup to my home with 135 channels. Like, that's what costs money. Yeah, that's the that's the hardest part. Um, This 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 idea is unique in that I think that it's uh, probably if it's successful, you will ruin the world. Like, can you just imagine if there, if like, I don't know, 25% of the people in your neighborhood decided to get soup tubes, where would they go? Would they be underground or above ground? I mean, Florida can't put power lines underground, so I don't really know how the soup infrastructure would work, but... Man, I feel like people would be stealing my soup all the time. They would be like siphoning off, they'd be drilling holes in my tube. No, yeah, Michael, no. You'd have, I mean, first of all... Yeah, you'd have people you'd have people jacking into your soup pipelines nonstop. Constantly. These things would be springing leaks left and right. Oh my god! I mean, yeah, and I would need a club. I need a soup club. <laughs> I need a soup club. Um, okay, let me. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna run through some but stuff real quick, and then I have some big ideas. Soup on demand. I'm into this. Soup on demand. Yes, is pretty good. There's a lot of uh, Michael really to me for very forward thinking stuff. Okay, based on subscription level, that would determine the quantity of soup a customer could pour and how many types of soup. The tubes are basically the size of pipes, like you might see under a sink. But he insisted that it must be called soup tube, not soup, not soup pipe tube. Just zings better, which he's he right. is correct. Yeah, he's one hundred percent right. Yeah, soup so, pipe. Don't call it a soup pipe. Soup pipe sounds terrible. Yeah, soup pipe is gross. Not interested. Yeah, that sounds like a drain for soup. Soup mm. tube. That's going right down my mouth. My soup. My soup pipe is my dick. My soup tube is my throat. Hmm. <laughs> so many questions where's your soup nozzle so okay so tube see i was thinking a larger tube like maybe like a couple inches wide but he's thinking like the size of um like a water pipe then a water well, tube i mean he said underneath the sink so that's about a two inch probably pvc pipe oh pvc but- i thought he was talking about the stuff that brings water because i was like how are you gonna get all the chunks in there well, Michael, and that's so we're going to get to that. But to me, that's the critical thing. Honestly, you're going to need like a water main size yeah. big boy soup. Oh, tube you got to with multiple mini tubes. So, hey, if I want lobster bisque, I can get that on demand. If I just want a simple chicken noodle. OK, you better get them nudes into my mouth. So like you need multiple almost like remember those speaking of 90s products. Remember those pens that had like the four clickers with mm-hmm, different colors mm-hmm, on mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. I want to be able to choose my soups. Man. Yeah. I'm not always in a, in a tomato soup mood. Can I Literally, mix my actually. soups? Ooh, like a soup suicide. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because here's the here's the thing I'm 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 concerned about. This idea is great. It is, but there are some logistical challenges here in that 
you can't just have soup sitting in the tubes waiting mm. to be poured out. Like it has to be sitting somewhere so it can stay warm or cold, depending on the type of soup it is and not yep. go bad because I have to be able to constantly churn it out. So like, how do you how do you actually deliver said soup? And, and Michael, I mean, a lot of logistical problems for sure. I mean, mostly, you know how when you get in the shower and it's the cold water mm. that shoots out first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the cold water is left in the tube from or in the in the hose from the last shower Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like that's gonna happen with soup so if i got if i got me some minestrone in that last mile but now i want some lobster bisque Mm. i'm gonna get chunks of shit in my lobster bisque from that like little bit left over right and i don't want to eat that now because it's it's cold i don't want to pay for that almost certainly toxic oh for sure (laughs) for sure like yeah because you know the water has to be at the water heater to stay hot so you got to push out all that cold nasty water to get to it get, get rid of that pasta soup. not interested okay um, wait though as part of your subscription right next to your water heater soup heater soup boiler okay. soup you get a soup boiler and then they don't have to plug in they just have to uh, maybe like a weekly delivery of your soup right and has well, chambers Michael, in is- it Michael, this is different. You're not. We, we're not talking about like a a uh, like Coke miracle machine well, that's that you true. just have. Like yeah. injection. We're talking about soup tubes that soup on demand from a centralized, yeah. a centralized miles away <laughs> <laughs> soup kitchen. How many how many distribution centers would be required? I mean, by my count, almost thirty five million. <laughs> but um, so this, her, the girlfriend's credulity gets stretched a number of different ways so the notion that a city would authorize somebody to construct a series of tubes everywhere that carries soup into homes is of course ludicrous even if such an initiative were approved the cost for such an operation would be ridiculous you would have to charge outrageous prices for customers to install and subscribe to a soup tube and who would pay for such a service when canned soup costs like a dollar important great point you know what the like mark cuban would ask that question yes like that is number one kevin not interested he's out almost immediately oh yeah his Mm. he's gone like gone. not even not mr wonderful's out not interested um i explained these things as poli- politely as i could but he dismissed them all and said that quote tube-based soup delivery is the wave of the future <laughs> and i don't know enough to say he's wrong i didn't do the research i mean frankly michael i'm stuck at home i can't go out to restaurants i can't get a nice bowl of like french onion soup with that toasty like cheese on it Mm -hmm. and i know i wouldn't through this too because it can't but like (laughs) at least i could get some like onion soup yeah and i can put your own own cheese on it it. yeah Yeah. i'm an american i could put my own cheese on that french onion soup yeah i mean the other day i was like you know what i really want some soup but i couldn't find a place that i would that i that actually was just delivering soup like i it, it had i had to look through every single restaurant to be like do they have the soup i want and then it's like soup of the day and i was like well that doesn't fucking help me so, like, yeah, if if I could dial up some soup right now, I probably would. The parts of this that, like, I'm really weirdly into are kind of all the ways a soup tube could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly thinking about, Michael, like, a week and a half ago, a water main broke in Atlanta <laughs> underneath Georgia Tech's campus, <laughs> and it, like, sent rivers of water flowing through, uh, you know, the city. If that was soup, I'd I would get I would leave my home, my work, and drive and just go for a swim in soup and eat all eat to my heart's content. 
Oh, great. They issued a boil water advisory. Great. I was going to boil that soup anyway. I need it hot. You're ready. Can, can you imagine, though, you know how sometimes you go away on vacation and the water, you know, you hear the stories about people's water pipes breaking and then they come home, their house is just flooded. Their basement is like, you know, six feet deep with with water. Mm-hmm. That could be soup. What a delicious problem. Now I have. have a basement full of soup. Great. I was hungry. It's been a long drive. It's, I didn't like my kids ate my uh, my burger. I'm so, going to save great. so much money the rest of this year just eating through this soup. Anyway, I would be I would be breaking pipes left and right just on the hope that one of them had soup in it. <laughs> great. I was hungry. I, and I had a grilled cheese in my pocket for some reason. I need something to dunk it into. <laughs> I need some tomato soup. Although tomato soup, the problem tomato soup is that if that tube does break, it just does look like The Shining or sure. Carrie or something. Like that's not that's not an appetizing leak. Until you smell that nice basil mm. and and the parmesan cheese melted into it. You'd have to keep a, like a really big bag of croutons. Which I do, Michael. I have croutons all the time. You know how I do. <laughs> I have croutons. I have croutons. Michael, I have croutons in my car just in case a sinkhole <laughs> breaks out, a pipe breaks, and there's a, a soup sinkhole. I have those. Okay. A soup sinkhole. Now, that's something. Because we used to go in Gainesville, there was that sinkhole that people would go and swim at. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the, the most redneck thing I've ever done in my life. But if that was soup. Yeah, whatever. It's a big soup hole. Yeah, great, Mike. Ooh, I can dive into crystal clear blue water. It's it's only it's sixty eight degrees year round. Or I could just jump into a big old pile of Manhattan clam chowder and eat my eat my weight in it. Great. <laughs> Gross. I can't wait. Sorry, I should have said New England. Yeah, I mean, Manhattan clam chowder is not is clam chowder. objectively gross. Objectively. Although, have you had the uh, the the one that's a mixture of the two? No, I'm it's not. actually pretty delightful. All right. It gives a creaminess to the Manhattan one that is just missing. But it gives a little bit of that tomato kick well, to Michael, the Well, Michael, I'll never know. But if I had multiple soup tubes coming to my house and yeah. I just pulled two big old levers and it was like, fill me up with this, both Manhattan or mm. chowders, like, give me that stuff. I feel like it. you'd have to, um, I feel like you'd have to, like, pick a category of soups. Oh, sure. You can't just. You'd be like, this is my bisque tube. You know, this is my, this is my, uh, like my chicken uh, broth based soups. Well, Michael, that's the beauty of the subscription model. I mean, people get Blue Apron, please sponsor us all the time. Sure. And they, you get surprised with what comes to your, comes to your house. It could just be like, um, it could just be like Stitch Fix. You, you tell people what you want mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. your, your personal soup stylist just sends you a pipeline <laughs> full of super hot tortilla soup right into your fucking mouth. <laughs> sounds great. Sounds of love. I'm imagining you going to a giant tube that has one of the steel balls in it, like a like a gerbil cage, and you're just like licking it until and getting soup out. Yeah, man. Well, that way you don't you don't get chunks that way. I need, mm, I, I'm need a more of a chunky soup boy. Otherwise, you're just drinking it, I guess. You know, I'm a Campbell's chunky boy. How am I going to get my bread bowls though? Michael sinkholes. Just wait for them to become <laughs> big old bread bowls. Just wait for the earth to open up and be full of soup. <laughs> but I want to eat the bread. Bring your own bread, homie. Come on, we just talked about croutons. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard. I, we, I am a sourdough Michael. person now. Oh, right. Yeah, you are. We've been, You've done it. We've been feeding Henri our sourdough. Um, For like a hot second, I thought you got a third dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, the one that we keep out of the fridge, and you have to feed it every day if you keep it out of the fridge, is named Henri. And then we split... You have to... F- I split it off into one... In the, if, it's in the, if it's in the fridge, you only need to feed it once a week, and that one's name is Pierre. 
Uh, yeah, you so have to I, feed it every day with high protein flour. So like a bread flour. So you mix the, mm-hmm. the, the sourdough starter, uh, some of it, you throw away the rest. Sure. Uh, so you take like four ounces of that, then four ounces of the, uh, the, the bread flour and then four ounces of water. And then you make a new starter and it does its thing. And, and you throw away a lot of it unless you yeah. keep making sourdough things, which we do. Okay. I mean, so I have not gotten into the sourdough craze. I had like no idea it was this has. much work, man. Yeah. No one. It sounds like a work and two, just on like a philosophical, like moral level. Mm-hmm. I think I object to feeding food. <laughs> Sorry, food. <laughs> and I, I, I get that. I eat meat, which has to eat to get into my, my belly. But like bread, I don't think you should be eating. I don't know what your angle is there. Well, you don't have to add yeast because it, it does its own rising because of the sour sure. the sourdough bubbling. I just I'm curious as the first person to figure out that if they just let their dough sit out for like a long time and get really sour and then they could like make a bread. Michael, you one hundred percent know that was whatever caveman version of you and me existed <laughs> back then. Just like, oh fuck, I got oh, high. Oh shit, we like, forgot we left this out. I guess I'll just keep using this thing over here. I'll I'll take off this nasty part and put that in another bowl. And then this is uh, like, yeah, that was definitely us. That is true because there was a steak. I did buy a steak with the intention of of making it. And uh, then I forgot it was in there. Ta-da, dry age. And it was, it was definitely several days past when it was like it should have not been good, but it smelled fine. So I just made it and I didn't yeah. die. Yeah, I did the same thing with that. Uh, burgers yesterday which is a worse move than steaks but here we are (laughs) michael all i'm saying is that if we have to build pipelines in 2020 i'd rather it was for minestrone than for oil oh 100 because you know what if if that one breaks if that dakota access soup line breaks that's fine everybody just gets soup Mm. that's fine michael what you got for me this week well speaking of uh just great innovations you actually sent me this story i think right I believe so. Or did I? I don't know. It's it's hard to tell sometimes because sometimes I see a retweeted story and I was like, oh, I should tell Kush about that. And then I send it to you. And then I realize that your sister actually retweeted it. So you've probably already seen it. This was a message from my sister. Um, she, I ask her for for Tilparinos, mm-hmm. you know, on occasion. And she always delivers at least one. And this is a true gem. Actually, Michael, real quick. Mm-hmm. If Rachel sat you down on the couch and walked you through this very earnest soup to PowerPoint presentation and then ended it with, how much would you like to invest? I would die laughing. Mm-hmm. I So I have this problem. It, you, so you remember when I was in Atlanta and me, you and uh, I don't know if he cares if we say his name on, on the podcast, but uh, somebody else went to a five dollar comedy night that had like 10 comedians. Mm-hmm. And one of them was so incredibly bad that no one laughed except yeah. for me because I couldn't tell whether they were doing a bit or not. Mm-hmm. I I was like, either they're doing a bit and it's funny as hell and I'm going to laugh or this is so uncomfortable that I have to laugh, otherwise die. I will. So in remembrance of that, I actually did go to... Um, a comedy club here did like a set comedy night, but it was like at an amphitheater. It was like outside. Everyone was like 10 oh, feet apart. That's cool. And so it was like the first comedy show in Atlanta uh, in four months. Yeah. And I'm going to say 80% of these people just sucked absolute <laughs> shit. 
but like to a T like, like every single one of them was like sorry I haven't told a joke in front of a person in three and a half months honestly I comedy is so dependent on like having a good lively crowd that the crowd wanted to be entertained like this crowd came out to be like hey we'd like to hear comedy like everyone risks walking out into the wild it was just nothing. Yeah, but just think of all these all these comedians probably play in like tiny little bars to like where maybe it's the same amount of people, but it's not like you're uh, and then all of a sudden you're standing on a stage in front of an amphitheater. <laughs> like, yeah, if I if, if they were just like, oh, by the way, you're going to do improv out on the amphitheater stage. It wouldn't matter to me how many people there were. It would just fucking freak me out. Sure. So like I'd I fill my it. pants with soup. I get it. <laughs> Okay, yeah, see, that's the problem. That's the problem. Travel soups. Mm. Travel soups. Can see, I can I get what, some yeah. soup pants that have a cargo pocket that is lined for soup? You know, you know, have it, you know, like when you go skiing, they give you those hand warmers for your gloves Ooh. and your feet. Why are why aren't those things full of soup? Yeah. Give me a hot and ready soup ready to go. Tam 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 tam. <laughs> we actually, I mean, little... they do have those cans uh, for like hot coffees or teas that heat up when you open them. Yeah. Uh, now a self-heating soup can. Give me a little soup sack, please. Yeah. Yeah. Please. I'm on board with the soup tube, but I like your soup tube idea better. Yeah. I mean, listen, Michael, you never find product market fit right out of the gate. Mm. So like there's always some level. He got too invested in his... You know, his dream was too big too soon. <laughs> if he builds a soup can empire, a soup sack empire, he's just a hop, skin, a skip, and a jump to soup tube, his ultimate dream. Mm. Soup and two electric really is, boogaloo. So yeah, you go from soup sack to soup tube, which mm. is just gogurt, and then <laughs> you get soup tube too. Soup tube tube. Soup tube two. Mm-hmm. The piping. <laughs> <clears throat> no, Michael, it doesn't have the same thing. <laughs> All right, let's break into the story. All right. Speaking of tubes. Speaking of tubes. So, title. This Animal Crossing enabled butt plug will let you hook up in-game. Kyle Maculus developed a way to connect a smart butt plug to a switch so you can vibrate your ass off on those Animal Crossing's New Horizons Tinder dates. So how does that sit with you? How does that sit with Uh, you, Kush? I mean, one... First of all, have have you been on a Tinder date on Animal Crossing? No, I have not. Huh. Um, You're missing no. out, apparently. I, I didn't know that. I, I have been on one Zoom call date or a Google Hangout date. Hmm. How did that go? It was about <laughs> as good as you would expect. Um, <laughs> so there's that. I've heard of people going on dates in Animal Crossing. I don't. The reason I don't understand it is because the Nintendo Switch's online like multiplayer is literally the worst fucking thing in the world. Like, you can't talk to each other unless you both download an app on your phone, mm-hmm. uh, which is like, okay, I'll just call you at that point. And then to get to another island, you need to, like, a randomly generated code from your friends <laughs> to, like, get there. It's like a probably eight-step process to get to someone else's island on Animal Crossing. Yeah, so, like, I remember you... And I assume the butt plug connection is at least another <laughs> five steps. So, like, you you told me about Animal Crossing, and we were talking about it, and I saw everyone talking about it. So I was like, all right, yeah, sure, I'll I'll download this. And I was kind of excited to play a little bit. And then I was like, I heard you could go to other people's islands. And I started trying to figure that out. And I got about four steps into it. And I was like, yep, this isn't worth it. And I never picked it up again. Mm-hmm. Literally it's have just, not played the game since I realized how hard it was to get to other people's islands. I played every day for about, I think, 18 days in a row. And then I just have not picked yep. it up since. So, um, so yeah, they're, 
their their inability to really provide a good social network for this game that apparently is supposed to be used as a social platform <laughs> makes mm-hmm. me think that I am concerned about the efficacy of a butt plug that ties into this. I mean, I think my brain and like so apparently this gentleman runs a uh a a tech project uh called the Buttplug Sex Toy Control Project at buttplug.io if you'd like to check it out. Um oh, which is an I open will. source standard and software project for controlling intimate hardware including sex toys, fucking machines, electro-stim hardware and more. Um Wait, is that just a, my, is that a technical name, fucking machine? Fucking a fucking machine, Michael. <laughs> that's just like that's just what they're called like that's just what you search if you go to the go to Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking machine, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There's, I mean, there have there have to be. That other. sounds like I named it because I'd be like, ah, oh, what's that thing? The um, the fucking machine. And then they'd be like, yeah, that's it. The fucking machine. I'd be like, okay, uh, the the rail you're real good <laughs> bot dot com. Um, so the the weird. I think the part for me is that that you would start, which I guess it's more universal because everyone's got one. Yep, but like, yep. why you would start with the the butt plug? You know, my guess is that like. The more you would have to manually articulate said butt plug for your pleasure, like that seems like it's it's just harder to do because it's like behind sure. you. Like I'm used to touching the front. I know how that works. Sure. Uh, so like it would be great if I could just put it, set it and forget it, you know, and just can. Right. And then I wouldn't even have to think about it because it's like, oh, you caught a butterfly. Oh, hey there, butterfly. And that way you can focus on your date exactly. without manipulating your own pleasure. Exactly. You're like, yeah, you can go catch a butterfly or chop down a tree or like do like a weird dance in front of uh you know your date mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that's fine um i have learned though that apparently sex workers are thriving on animal crossing um says dominatrix have set up shop yeah dominatrix have set up shop um by i sent you a picture i think of just a dark dungeon with a blindfolded man with a crotch tattoo laying down on a table with a toilet in the corner <laughs> Just waiting to be flogged, I guess. And it says BDSM dungeon on the wall. And it, you know, it, you want people to know what they're up, you know, what they're getting into. It looks too much like the room in Zelda where he gives you the sword because of the two flames. Mm-hmm. So it's like you walk in and instead of the old man giving you a sword, you walk in and this guy's just laying on this bed and you're like, oh, shit, I picked the wrong fucking room. Sorry it's, about that. Michael, it's dangerous to go alone. <laughs> Take this with you. So Roxanne, a 22-year-old dominatrix and cosmetologist from Chicago, said that she'll ruin her sub's islands as punishment or when she needs to, quote, let off some steam by messing up their rocks and cutting down their trees. It's like having my own little rage island. It's all consensual, she assures me, adding that one sub even mailed her an $82 plush toy from Etsy in exchange for her destroying their island. Huh. Sure. I I guess that's like having someone step on your balls. I, I mean, I guess. Michael, I'm mostly, and I know you've been apart from the dating world for at least 11 years now, um, you lucky son of a bitch. 12 um, now. 12, yeah. Um, and actually like 15 because I, I didn't date anyone else before I got married for a while. Do you think, sounds cool, man, sounds <laughs> cool. Um, do you think in a Tinder date, and I know you're not... Not up to, up to speed on all this, but a Tinder date where you've arranged to meet on Animal Crossing that the other party knows you have a smart butt plug in your butt and that anytime they do anything to or at you, it just 
sends a, a nice little vibration up your butt. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to think of how I would react if somebody was like, "Oh, by the way, like welcome, welcome to my island, welcome to my my date." Uh, by the way, I have if this. You touch if you touch anything. <laughs> if you pick anything on this island, I will feel it in my butt. I will know about it. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I'd probably be like, "Yeah, okay, let's see where this goes." I mean, yeah, I guess I'd be. I'd be like, all right. Well, at least I don't you know, know they're adventurous. Beforehand or after the fact, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it would be rude to to not tell them until after the fact, because then it's like they were using you for their pleasure without you knowing, and I'm not okay with that. Well, the the weird thing for me is that so one thing the o- actually the only thing I did when edit like the three times someone came to my island was <laughs> something you can do is with the butterfly net. You know, as you go to catch a butterfly, it sweeps out. You can actually hit people with the butterfly net just to, pre- and I was just being annoying and pretending to like catch a person in my butterfly net for 10 minutes mm-hmm, straight. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's one of the like key ways that dominatrixes are punishing people uh, and, you know, sending cool signals you to the You found your plot. kink? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I did. And I just didn't know about it. I just thought I was like, I'm going to be annoying because mm. that's fun. Let me guess. Was this one? Was this your one of your siblings? No, thankfully oh. not. Um, no. Um, but if I ever find out that my friend here had a butt plug in and was having a very nice time, <laughs> I guess I'll be happy for him. I mean, yeah, but... good, good for them. But like, also, just tell me, you know. I kind of. I think the most fascinating part of this, Michael, is. So do you do you know anything about like open source software? I mean, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's really just like, you know, finding ways to democratize mm-hmm. access to technology or, you know, like you don't want to pay $150 a year for Microsoft Word. Here's like a open source word, you know, yep. processor that can whatever. Yeah, at my previous at my previous job where I worked for that nonprofit, we at one of our things was a we were trying to create like a common manufacturing website space where people could upload things for like CAD programs or like machine design or something like that. And then people could download them and use them for being part of the, the community, you know? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I think the thing that is most fascinating for me mm-hmm. in this whole situation is that this man who runs buttplug.io is really just on a mission to let people turn literally any any product in their life that has even a the... <laughs> barest rumble <laughs> sensation into a butt plug um the supported hardware already includes an incomplete list um a number of sex toys obviously like a lot of sex toys as you'd expect obviously but then xbox controllers yep. that's number one coming soon nintendo switch joy cons playstation dualshock controllers oculus rift controllers oh nintendo shit remote. The if they find a way to like really seamlessly integrate those types of things with the Oculus. I mean, the Oculus controllers are already kind of built to go safely up your butt. But did you know that the new Oculus, you don't even need the controllers anymore? But what would go up my butt? <laughs> I mean, I assume the butt plug attached to right, it. Right, Michael, the thing is, if I already have if I already That's have true. the Oculus Rift, I already I'm already using it. But what if <laughs> I wanted to put one of those controllers up my butt. Mm, okay. Yeah. But also have a good time. Yeah. 
right now I can't do that. As soon as this man completes his grim work, I'll be able to put anything I want. I'm curious how the Oculus would react like in game if you did just play with one of them up your butt. Can't be good. Like it would not think you were in the right position, right? I would assume. I mean, I mean, let's see, because I mean, it's all based on how you how would hold your hands. Yeah, so, so like, like one hand would be upright and the other would be jammed up my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, but I think I do really appreciate this. Like, great, I do want to play Wii bowling with my butt and also have a nice time yeah. when I when I bowl a strike. I should be rewarded for it. That is a hundred percent true. That is one of the so, problems with video games right is that like the only like when you beat a game the only satisfaction you get is the fact that you beat it and it comes on like back in the day you used to come on a screen and be like congrats you beat it and these are all the people mm. like whatever i don't know i haven't you beat a game in years so whatever you save the princess cool but like hey, who gives a fuck if if you actually got rewarded in like a very visceral way mm-hmm I'd beat some games. I would play a lot more video games, I bet. Oh, cool. I got a I got an achievement that like eight percent of people unlocked. Great. Wow. Who cares? Cool. No one will ever know about it. Cool. But if something tickled my prostate <laughs> after I like beat the beat a castle, like, okay, great. Okay. I guess I'm sweet. In. Now, okay. Something to look forward to. Thank something to strive for. I do admire the singular focus of this person. Yeah, it's just butt plugs all the time. Do, what is his backstory? Does it say like why he got into this? Let me see. Um, no. Let's uh, see. I mean, like, I want to know if it's a I, superhero or origin story or a supervillain origin story is what I'm trying to get at. I think it's more of a, a superhero kind of man of the people sort of thing. Okay. I, I think he looked at, at the world and was like, people have vaginas, you know, mostly covered, yep. you know, from a sex toy perspective, mm-hmm. not from like a respect perspective. Um, penises. I guess sure. we're figuring that one out. No one needs to do more no, there, but I mean, like whatever. We, we have enough. The butt, though. What's going on back there? Everyone's so focused on on their their necrotic flashlights. <laughs> like, what's going on back, back downstairs in the back? <laughs> no one knows. Honestly, it's a very neglected. And I think it's just like from a from a smart technology perspective, Michael. Like, no one's really focused on the soup tube. <laughs> no one's focused on it. Uh, and so yeah, I respect him. Yeah, and I mean. If you're going to automate something, that seems like the best one to start with, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I really I really do respect this guy's notion that like we all have so many things in our lives that just vibrate mm-hmm. and I can't just stick it up my butt and figure <laughs> it out. Until now. Until now I had to I had to take it apart to find the find the part that I needed or it was just uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. now so wait, can you buy? Do you do you just download the software, the firmware from him, or or does he actually sell the butt plugs as well? I think, Michael, I think it's BYOB uh, <laughs> on that front. But <laughs> you download the open so. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title: BYO yeah. butt plug. Um, but yeah, I think you have to download his um, open source software to. <laughs> To really get the most out of your Joy-Con up your butt. Mm, okay. Okay. <clears throat> yep. Um, so yeah, Michael, I think, I mean, honestly, I, I know we started talking about Animal Crossing. I don't really give that tangential to this. Although I will say, did you ever notice that the um the little marks in the ground where it looks like where you, you dig up dinosaur bones um looks like a butthole? <laughs> it, it definitely does. That was a yeah. picture on the article, and I was just like, huh. 
until seeing that in this context, I did not think that. I didn't really put two and two no. together, although you do have to jam a shovel in that thing over and over and mm. over. So To get the bones out. To get the bones out. Um, well, Michael, real quick, one last story. Let's stay with games. Okay. Stay with games. Also, let me find the story. <laughs> Michael, when's the last time you played Scrabble? I played um I played Words with Friends for a little bit, uh, but then I kind of got bored of it. But actual Scrabble, like the board game, it's probably been twenty years. Okay. Are you good at Scrabble? Or no, I never. Or Word of the Friends. I just don't have the patience. So, I I've never been good at Words with Friends. I just like can't. <laughs> I can never win. Um, it just when takes we play- practice. Like you just have to know all these stupid dumb words. I think it's mostly like I am very bad if you ask me if I have time to react to something like a bare second to react to anything. I cannot think straight and nothing will come to my mind. So like even this show, like half of everything I say is just word vomit. Like I cannot do anything. I think that's the same thing for Scrabble. If I'm looking at a board of seven letters, I can't think I can't come up with anything. Um so with Scrabble, I always got, like, whenever my family played, my whole family's big readers, like, everyone reads a ton of books except my mom. Like, the only thing she's ever, like, legitimately ever read is the, the Bible, Bible yeah. and her prayer books. She kicks all sorts of ass at Scrabble. Like, my mom has never lost a game of Scrabble. It's incredible. There's she's a lot a of words in the Bible. A lot of, one, a lot lot of, of words. words. A lot of old words that are still count as Scrabble words. Mm-hmm. So but like, where'd you get fuck stick from, mom? <laughs> that's not a, that's not a, is that an appropriate, is, is that an actual Scrabble word? It's 2020, man. Check Merriam-Webster. I'm pretty sure it is at this point. But speaking of actual, actual Scrabble words, apparently today, first of all, Michael, did you know that there is competitive Scrabble, much like competitive hot dog? Yeah, eating? I mean, I assume there was competitive Scrabble when we, this is going to out me as a real big nerd, but, uh, in high school, me and Matt were in Mu Alpha Theta, which I don't know if you know Greek letters, but that's M-A-T-H for math. It was a math competition club that we would go to uh, math competitions. You goddamn fucking nerd. And they had state competition every year and we would go and it was uh, and they would all one of the competitions they would have, they would have a bunch of different game competitions. So I think there was a Scrabble one. There was like a uh, Connect Four uh Pente, Go, uh, Mastermind. So it was just like all these random board games that are like based on supposedly like smart things, you know, like (laughs) strategy and figuring out strategy. So like it makes sense to me that those same people would then obviously do that competitively as adults. Sure. Like why not? Well, Michael, I've got... It's like chess. Sorry. Yeah, chess is fun. Well, Michael, I've got bad news. Uh Uh-oh. Just like it has come for all you fucking nerds, cancel culture finally came for Scrapple. Oh, no. Came at, came with the claws out because uh, Hasbro, the maker of Scrabble, finally announced today that it came to an agreement with Mage 8, quote, a major Scrabble Players Association, which implies there's a m- number of things that I'm not really ready to dive into. There's multiple. Multiple major Scrabble Players Associations. <laughs> And a, uh, Lord knows how many minor ones. Yeah, yeah. Which implies a like Scrabble farm system that I really want to delve into a lot. But they've come to an agreement with a major Scrabble Players Association. Do you like move up from the Players Association? Yeah, is there you, like a relegation? Relegated? 
Yeah, like I, I'm fat. Is it more of a Premier League situation? Uh-huh. Is it like yeah, playoffs? And they're major leagues, minor leagues. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated. About it. I'm going to look into this more. Yeah, their germane point. They've agreed to ban the use of slurs in tournament play. The first question would be, why weren't slurs banned before this? It's in the dictionary, homie. I can say it. I don't know if slurs are in the dictionary. I think they are. Uh, well, some of them are anyways. But like, I feel like, hmm, I just would not feel comfortable. I don't care what competition it is. Putting down a racial slur, just spelling it out in a competition that like supposedly other people would be near me and like looking that other person across me in the eyes as I put down a racial slur, whether or not it's against their race or not, just it just seems so insane to me. I mean, Michael, I had to for my job uh, as a social media manager had to fill out the um the list of uh, banned words from our Facebook page that we would automatically hide comments. And even that put me in a cold sweat. And like, I had to go like put my head down for 10 minutes. It was like, I don't like thinking about these words. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. In high school, our history teacher, I think it was like eighth, like 10th grade. She, there was like some things she was trying to teach about like uh, tolerance or not being a racist, but she had us all, Shout out racial slurs that she would put on the board to then talk about. <laughs> I mean, I actually can't rule out that my very Christian private school did the same thing, and I'm almost sure they actually did. She got really mad at us because so she was like half Greek, half something else, and so they just everyone just started shouting out like not not real slurs, but just things like Greek idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so she just started getting really mad which i you know what i um i appreciate my classmates for you know not just yelling out like 30 people yelling out the n-word but you know mm-hmm. it frankly takes a lot of restraint for a nine-year-old or 13 year old however 10th grade so 16 16 <laughs> okay actually that's old enough to know better yeah. yeah 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 so they they had a list of so this New York Times article says, so first of all, the North American Scrabble Players Association is uh, is the group that has agreed to do this. Is the N-word uh, one of the things on the list that people use, still use? So, Michael, if we had any doubt of the state of journalism in this country, here's how the New York Times has referred to this list. <sighs> Have called on the organization to ban, quote, the use of an anti-black racial slur as well as as many as 225 other offensive terms from its lexicon. Oh, boy. Oh, Which, like, boy. Okay, yeah, that's one way to say all that. Um, they say, technically, Hasbro has no control over the 192,111 playable words on the list used by the Players Association, but it does license the organization to use the name Scrabble and is not eager to see slurs associated <laughs> with, with its brand. Um, so, wait... I remember having a Scrabble dictionary when we had Scrabble back when I was a kid, and those words were not in there. Well, and I think that I I want to say I read part of that earlier was that like they removed them from the sellable like uh. public facing because why would you include those words <laughs> um, when you're selling a dictionary to children? Um, but yeah, <laughs> that wasn't in the commercial. You can use slurs. 
<laughs> in a pinch like don't just like throw them out there but like if, if all you have on your thing is you know but like I, i'm more thinking is like can you imagine being across the table from someone like i know how i feel on like playing poker and someone like plays a hand and i'm just like fuck you mm-hmm. just like and I, if someone just like laid down the n-word mm-hmm. and you're just like really homie yeah that's you're just gonna this is on TV. Kids are watching. I also fuck you. Yeah, I you know to steal something from Curtis. Whoever it was would have to get them hands though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no doubt. Like I just can't. I'm not gonna let that slide just because we're in a competition and those rules say that you can put down the N word. Hey, the rules of the society and me uh, not beating your ass. That means you don't put the N word down. So sorry. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like. The rule, the societal rules do override. It's like, I get to beat you. You can play that word. And if it wins you this tournament, great. I am going to interrupt said tournament mm-hmm. to deliver these hands. I'm going to deliver those hands and probably all seven of these tiles straight up your fucking nose. I will say, I do want to say, uh, just, just to be a couple of white guys stealing from black culture, uh, Curtis's exact message was, uh, I'm going to look at the judge, inform him that I'm about to give this man the business before I beat the dude's ass, take his letters, and spell out the business as for a triple word score. It's too good of a joke to, to yeah. pass So ginger is the same letter, same length, everything, only two letters switched. Why not just play that word? Like, what specific oh, great, situation are you in where you can't? You have to play that word? Uh, I have been... Um, very robustly told by my siblings that ginger is a slur against them, but I say it all the time because it's not. So. Yeah, but it's also the term for a ginger snap cookie. For like a food. And like a yeah, food. sure. So sure. like, sure. Michael, if I played it though, if I played it, it, it would oh, be. Oh, 100%. You'd look him right. You'd look right at him. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I we have to cut this whole segment. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many. Yeah, you said 190 something thousand words. All we're talking about is getting rid of 200 of them. There are still 192,111. They're getting rid of 226 words. They're down to 191,000 and some change. That's enough words. It really is. I'm just like, if you get the letters for a slur and the only word that you can come up with is one of these 226 offensive words, like, you're a bad person. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Like, sorry, there are other ways to go about your business. What is rolling around in your brain? Racism. (laughs) Because it's not like any of these slurs have like a specific like letter or set of letters that like would make it not possible to play another word that was similar but maybe had a different vowel because vowels are all worth one it doesn't fucking matter i will say i am wildly curious about the context of the 225 quote other offensive terms because like if there had been like grundle or butt plug or like no, it's specifically the said, it specifically said slurs. So probably the c word. That one hurts. That one hurts the ears too. It's just so it harsh. Hurts the ears. So I used to hate that word, and then uh, my like first girlfriend, who you you know, mm-hmm. thought it was the best and funniest word on the planet, and would say it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, okay, I guess it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we have to cut this whole. Segment. And then you and then you dated a Scottish girl, and they just use that word constantly left and right yeah. it's like it's like salt and pepper yeah. they just spice it up in yeah. there so yeah so that's true it, it wouldn't matter it would matter whether i was doing this scribal competition in the uk or the us yeah that i mean it changes. context is everything yeah 
Context is everything. Context but. is everything. And I will say, this is only the North American Scrabble um, Players Association. And I feel like a lot of other places think that they can just get away with saying the words because it doesn't have the same, like, historical context. But hey, you fuckos. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking out for you. You're on notice. Do yeah. wait. Huh. You, you can get these hands, too. Is, are there... I have never seen a foreign language version of Scrabble. I assume they exist, right? One would have to assume so. Because, like, I assume they're not playing, like, English Scrabble in other countries. I mean, granted, most, you know, anything that uses the, you know, Germanic alphabet or whatever it is called. So, so actually, that's probably, so it does say, Michael, so the North American Players Association has... The 192,111 playable words. Other players associations, other countries may have their own list. Mm. Mm. Why didn't we ever play like Spanish Scrabble in, in Spanish class in high school? That would have been a lot of fun. Would have been a way better way to learn oh, yeah. words. Yeah. Because I basically just learned letters, colors, and numbers <laughs> um, and basic conjugation every year for 12 years and didn't actually learn how to speak a language. So, Which is, which is sad because you were in South Florida. Yep. Yeah. But surrounded by white people. So it's kind of more of a check the box kind of thing. Well, Michael, um, it's been lovely talking with you. Uh, any final stories? Any shower thoughts for me? Um, Just one thought. Uh, Is it about how we'll have to cut that entire segment? If you, if you, if you search, can I use fuckstick in Scrabble? The results are interesting. Can and I came I across a, a website called literotica.com. And this Michael, we've Michael, huh? we have been to literary.com before, my friend. Oh, well, this, many a time. This story is called Justin's Fuckstick. So that was that was the one there that that popped hmm. out. I'm pretty sure Literatica is one of the sources for our uh, greatest uh, erotic fiction. I think that's not the site that I'm does pretty the. Sure. Uh... I think we've referenced it before. Really? Because it looks like a fucking. 1998 oh, no, sure, GeoCities page. It sure does, doesn't yeah. it? Like, I'm surprised there's not an animated GIF playing right now. Justin's fuckstick is some wildly bad prose. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Well, Michael. Um. Well, I'm bookmarking that for later. <laughs> um. But uh, buddy, it's been lovely talking with you, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, um, you're a bad person. But you can find out more information about this show and our sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are watching every single episode of the Hit Show 24. It's kind of not really not a minute, but mm. we'll get back to it. Um, you can find more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Um, kinda, it exists. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also email us story ideas or if you want to give uh, a shout out to somebody who listens to the show you can email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com um, we check that all the time uh, love looking for stories love hearing from fans so if you want to get in touch with us that is the best way to do it and Michael how else can people help us out uh, yeah you can help us out by finding us on twitter at t-i-l-p-cast uh, you can send us stories or you know shoot us a, shoot us a fun tweet um, that we can talk about on the show, or you can just tell us how cool we are. Uh, you can also find us goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. You can email us there. Um, you know, the I think I figured out what the problem is because I was like, quarantine, we're, we're sitting at home, we have nothing better to do. Of course, we'll update mm-hmm. the, the website. Like, how hard is that no. to do? It takes 20 Pretty minutes. Hard. But like, no. you and I both spend so much time in front of our computers 
during mm-hmm. work that like I really underestimated how much I was going to hate my computer mm-hmm. like in the evening times. Like I don't even want to. Uh, there are times where I'm like, oh, I should look this up and uh, fuck it. I'll do it tomorrow. I just don't want to the mere act of sitting back down in this chair mm-hmm. to record this podcast with you is one of the most soul-sucking things that I look forward to every week. I, I mean, I love it so much, but goddamn, my butt hurts. Honestly, I think I think that's what a, a lot of what our hiatus was, because I was just like, oh, I just don't feel like sitting in front of a fucking computer again. Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing. Uh, if you go far enough down the uh, list of the Google results, you get to sexy Scrabble porn videos and you women Scrabble bus porn videos, which I don't know what either one of those things are, but... Um, that's a little tidbit for Dave. Yeah, that's what's this a little, a little uh, uh, research subject for um for anyone out there you know who wants to learn about sexy Scrabble porn and tell us about it. Actually, I really I should not have said that. I'm gonna edit that part out about Dave because he will send me screenshots. I'm serious. I want it. I I want. So I don't want screenshots. I don't want to see it. I want you to describe to me in words. And not erotic, not erotic fiction style words, but just explain to me in your just words what sexy Scrabble porn videos and you women Scrabble bus porn is. And then we'll put that on. We'll put that on the website as a blog post. Leave a five star review with your bland ass. No, no XXX <laughs> language allowed. Exactly. Description of those. No Scrabble word. No with Scrabble a fi- with a five star words. review. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Michael, that's I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. It's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you too. Toodles.